the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's about recovery and restoration. Although the Bible clearly teaches us that God is a God of recovery and restoration, far too many saints don't know it. And even worse, some saints go so far as to refuse to believe it and thereby miss out on it. For the recovery and restoration that God promises to happen in our lives, we have to believe He'll do it for us. Since faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, then it's my pleasure today to share with you some more of what the Word of God has to say about the awesome promise our God wants to fulfill in our lives, that is, the promise to bring recovery and restoration in our lives. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you about recovery and restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. If anybody got a name like Jacob, Dan got a good name at all. Because his name was associated with trouble. His name was ruined by a history of problems and misery that was caused by him. But God is a God who can cause a person with a bad name, even one that's as jacked up as Jacob's name, to become a good name. God can cause a name that will be jacked up, even as jacked up as Jacob's name, to become a good name. In fact, God changed Jacob's name here from a bad name to a good name. God changed Jacob's name from Jacob to Israel. Now, Jacob was all that horrible stuff that I just told you about. Israel means he who rules as God. He who rules as God. It also means a prince of God. He who rules as God. And it also means a prince of God. Now, before Jacob had a name where he conducted himself in every way except for as a prince of God. In fact, if you thought he was a prince of anybody, he had to be the prince of the devil. Because everything that he did lined more up with the devil than it did line up with God. But at the same time, God said, I can turn you into a person who others call. Not just you call yourself. Others call a prince from God. Everybody say, God ain't no joke. Mm -hmm. The inference is that when he called him, he who rules as God or a prince of God, the inference is that he'll do things the way God does things. He'll do things the way God does things. Because to rule as God requires a person to do the things that God does to rule. To rule as God requires a person to do things the way God does to rule. So Jacob became Israel as a result of an encounter that he had with God. In fact, it was a wrestling match. WWF. <laughs> Ding. Let me show it to you. Turn to Genesis chapter 32. Let's go to verse 24. 
Go back to verse 24. I love the Lord. Anybody here love the Lord? We're going to go back to verse 24. We're going to look at the account of Jacob's encounter that caused his bad name to become a good name. What caused his bad name to become a good name? Genesis chapter 32, we begin reading in verse 24. And it says, and Jacob was left alone. By the way, Jacob had, you know, decided to go back home. Praise God. You know, God had blessed him and blessed him, demonstrated his covenant with him and everything else like that. He began to start having a better track record. Praise God. But now it's time for him to go back home. And he's on his way back home. But he's so afraid of the fact that his brother going to kill him that he took his possessions and divided it off. And then had different ones come in from different ways. You, come, you take the high road, I take the low road. And we'll see who can get there before him. So in case he jacked one of us, he can't get all of us. That type of thing. Praise God. Hey, man, because he's still scheming. Because this was Jacob that was coming home. He's still a schemer. But he's coming home with God with him. Okay, here we go. Verse 24, and Jacob was left alone. And there wrestled a man with him. Until the breaking of the day. There wrestled a man with him from the breaking of the day. And when he saw that, he prevailed not against him. Talking about the man. He touched the hollow of his thigh. Talking about the man touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go unless thou bless me. And he said unto him, what is thy name, boy? And he said, Jacob. And he said, thy name shall be no more called Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men and hast prevailed. So now we get in the context of this transformation of a Jacob to an Israel from a person who conducts himself every other, other way other than godly. To a person who operates as a prince of God. And it happened with an encounter that they had. Whereas we see in verse 24. Where uh, it says. And Jacob was left alone. And there wrestled a man. Now that phrase a man. In the literal Hebrew means a male person. It means a male person. Which helps in understanding who this man may be. Now. Theologians have argued for years as to who it is a man really is, who that man really is. Some theologians say that that male person was an angel from God because whenever angels manifest themselves, they manifest themselves in male form. It's only on the shelf at Walmart. Do you see the the female ones? Praise God. Uh, Hallelujah. And in the Catholic Church. But every place else, they male form. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Some theologians say that that male person was an angel from God, talking about a representative of God, sent on behalf of God to be able to do God's will, to handle business for the Lord. Some theologians believe that that male person was a theophany, a theophany. What the heck is a theophany? A theophany is a physical appearance of God. Back in the OT, it was a physical appearance of God where God would manifest himself, reveal himself in physical form. It's called a theophany. Theo, meaning God, and phony, meaning he showed up and, and revealed himself. They believe that God himself appeared in physical form unto Joshua, unto my man Jacob. Well, while other 
theologians believe that this male person was a Christophany. Christophany. You can probably understand that one because of a theophany is God appearing in physical form. Then a Christophany is a physical appearance of the pre-incarnate Christ. Of the pre-incarnate Christ. They believe that Jesus himself in pre-incarnate form appeared in physical form unto him and showed himself to him. But whether the male person was an angel, whether the male person was actually a theophany, or whether the male person was a Christophany, no matter which one it is, it still represents the same thing. He represented God. So therefore, he represents God and who God is. Now, according to John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So we can say that the Word showed up to him. We can say that the Word of God showed up to him, especially if it was that Christophany. And even if it was the messenger, angel, then the angel would only bring the Word of God when they would be able to speak. So it's the Word of God, in essence, or God that is being come to him. So it's God or the, and or the Word of God that's being brought to him. Now, among many, 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 many other things, the word of God reveals to people, especially God's people, God's covenants with his people, the nine covenants that are established in scripture that uh, God established with people. And it also represents and reveals instructions on how God expects people to act. It'll show covenants, God's covenants with his people. And it'll show instructions on how God expects people to act. It tells them how to live now that they're his. How to live now that they're his. Of course, the Bible itself is going to tell you about who God is. It's going to tell you about who Jesus is. It's going to tell you about his redemptive work. And it's going to tell you what happens as a result of his completed redemptive work. Which begins to start talking to you about how you're supposed to live your life as a result of being his. So Jacob became Israel when he encountered and wrestled with the manifested word of God and said to the messenger of God or to that word, I will not let you go until you bless me. He wrestled with the manifested word of God, God or the manifested word of God and said, I won't let you go till you bless me. Now we learned how the eunuch grabbed hold to the covenant. And how he received a new name as a result of that. Okay, turn to Isaiah chapter 56. Keep your finger here in Genesis chapter 32. Or Mark, if you got an expensive Bible, go over to Isaiah. Because this is what we learned a couple sessions ago. Which was a very important point that I'm bringing out right now. Because he said, I'm, he grabbed hold to the covenant. He grabbed hold to the word of God because the Bible is also called the book of covenants. He grabbed hold to the covenant of God. And he said, I'm not going to let you go till you bless me. Which is an indicator of how he got a new name. Because in Isaiah chapter 56, it shows us how God gave Jacob a brand new name was the same way that he, and for the same reason that he gave the eunuch a brand new name. Over in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 56, verse 2, it says, Blessed is the man that doeth this, and the son of man that layeth hold on it, that keepeth the Sabbath from polluting it, and keepeth his hand from doing any evil. Neither let the son of the stranger that hath joined himself to the Lord speak, saying, The Lord hath utterly separated me from his people. Neither let the eunuch say, 
Behold, I am a dry tree. For thus saith the Lord unto the eunuchs that keep my Sabbaths and choose the things that please me and lay hold on my covenant. Even unto them what I give in mine house and within my walls a place and a name better than of the sons and of the daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. Well, we found out already that the eunuchs were people that God was going to give a new name. We found out that the eunuchs were a castrated people. In fact, it was a castrated man who, of course, would be employed in the harem as a harem guard or as a palace official. But he was a castrated man. And otherwise, in other words, he was a man that people didn't think of or see as much of as being much of a man. They didn't think of as being much of a man. Because if you find out a man is castrated, you'd be like, oh, Lord, they ain't much of a man. Because he don't have the things that men should have. Let's do it that way. He doesn't have what men should have. Nor can he believe himself the way men should behave themselves. That's why after they castrated him, they put him over the harem. They say, ain't got nothing to worry about, homie. His name isn't highly honored by anybody. Oh, yo, man, is that Jimmy? Oh, man, Jimmy is a, a eunuch. Oh, man. So that people didn't think much of him. And if I could put it this way, there was nothing Jimmy could do to restore his own name. Because he couldn't put back what it cost him when he lost his name. So there's nothing he could do. But notice, God said that I'm going to give him a new name. But that new name was tied to, we read it again, verse 44, please. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Hallelujah. Where we at? 56, verse 4. It says, For thus saith the Lord unto the eunuch, that keepeth my Sabbaths, and chooses the things that pleases me, and takes hold of my covenant. Now we learn that that's the order that it is in the Old Testament. We're in the New Testament on this side of the cross. And because we're on this side of the cross, we have to look at it from the reverse. Because from the reverse is what applies to us. The reverse is that he taketh hold to my covenant, chooses the things that pleases me, and keeps my Sabbath. That he taketh hold of the covenant, which means he grabs hold to the word of God, the promises of God, the covenant that he makes with God. And then he chooses to do the things that pleases God. Which means he starts conducting himself according to that word of God that he grabbed hold to. He starts conducting himself and living his life according to that word of God he grabbed hold to. And then he keeps the Sabbath. Which means I continuously place myself in a position to be able to hear more about God and learn more about God. Honor God so that I can then be able to learn more about what I need to do. So that I can be able to live the way I'm supposed to. And God said, you do that, I'll restore for you your name. I'll restore for you if you're And it'll be a name that cannot be cut off. See, before, his name was cut off. But now you're going to get a name that can't be cut off no more. Can't be destroyed. Go back to Genesis chapter 32. Well, that's what Jacob decided to do. He grabbed hold to the covenant that he had with God. Grabbed hold to the concept of doing what it is that would please God. Rather than doing the things that he used to do. Because he used to have a way about himself. But it was after Jacob grabbed hold to the angel of God or the theophany or the Christophany or whatever it is that it represented. Representing God in his covenant and wouldn't let go. It was after that that he received a new name. See, when you hold on to the word of God, that is God's 
prescribed way to conduct yourself. And then don't let go until you receive your blessing. You too will be changed from Jacob to it and Israel. Because before Jacob used to do things his way in order to get a blessing. He used to lie, chill, supplant, subvert, jam people, jack people. Didn't care who he hurt when he did what he did to people because it was all about him and what he wanted to do. But then he met the Lord. And when he got a chance to meet the Lord, he eventually grabbed hold to the Lord's way of doing things. Because when you grab hold to the word, when you grab hold to God, you're also going to start grabbing hold to what God wants you to do and how you conduct yourself too. When you grab hold, hold unto the word of God, remember the word of God is God's prescribed way to conduct yourself. And, and, and then when you don't let go of it, then you'll receive your blessings and you'll get your name changed. You'll no longer be a Jacob, but you'll become a person who will no longer be one who trips up and causes other people to fall. But you'll become the prince that prevails with God the way God wants you to do. You'll no longer be somebody who undermines everything that's good that God and anybody else is trying to do. But you'll be a person who is a prince that prevails like God. And you'll begin to rule yourself first and then everything else like God. You'll no longer be somebody who removes and displaces people from the blessings of God like he did his brother. Ripped off his brother's blessings. His brother was supposed to be first in line for the, for, 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 for the, for the family blessing. Praise God. But he conned his daddy out of the blessing and had him bless him as, in, instead of his brother. Whereas now his brother don't get nothing, but he get everything and he could not care less. Why? Because he was a person that would displace people. Praise God. And talk his way into things and con his way into stuff. Rather than waiting on God to be able to do what he wanted them to do for him. And so... If we, but he grabbed hold to God, representing God, representing the word of God, representing the principles and concepts of God. He grabbed hold of us and wouldn't let go of them. And as a result of that, he was changed from a Jacob to an Israel. Verse 25. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, notice, when he saw he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Now, part of that which preceded Jacob receiving a new name was Jacob's thigh being touched, his thigh being touched. He touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh because the touching of the hollow of Jacob's thigh caused his, 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 his thigh to be out of joint. You know, the thigh bones connected to the hip bone, all that kind of stuff. It came out of joint. And when it comes out of joint, it changes your walk. When it comes out of joint, it changes your walk. You don't walk the same as you used to. And see, I'm telling you something that precedes you getting a new name. Is God has to touch you to the point that your walk changes. That if he can touch you to the point that your, your walk changes, you are now in position to be able to now get your name changed. Because it was the walk that he had before that earned and proved the name that Jacob was correct. But when his name changed, he got a new walk. And that old name don't fit with the new walk. This is a good teacher. In other words, this encounter with the word caused Jacob's walk to change. See, when you hold on to the word, which tells you the correct way to conduct yourself, it'll touch you. Come on, get a touch from God. It'll touch you. 
until it eventually changes your walk. Anybody here know what I'm talking about? Has your walk been changed? You used to walk one way, but now you walk a different way because God touched you. But most people wrestle with the change that they have in front of them, especially if they've been Jacob's for a long time. They'll wrestle with that change. See, wrestles implies that it's a a hand-to-hand or a foot-to-foot struggle for the mastery. It implies that there's a hand-to-hand or a foot-to-foot struggle for the mastery. See, some some people don't struggle with the change that the word of God provides them. I'm talking about y'all now. Some people don't struggle with the, word, with the change that the word of God provides them and prescribes to them. Those are the ones that like, they just do what he learned to do. They say, man, if that's what God say do, that's what I'm going to do. And then they do it. Then they just make a change easily. But everybody ain't like that. Some people struggle big time with the changes that the word of God prescribes that they need to make. Why? Because it changes their very character. It changes who they are as a person. They've been this for a long time. In fact, some of them may have been getting over being this for a little while now. So they fight this change hand and foot. They wrestle with it. They struggle against it. They wrestle with the changes that God tried to make in the middle of their life. One of the definitions of the word wrestle means to struggle, to struggle. Sometimes people struggle with doing what God wants done or in doing things the way they ought to do it. That is the way God wants it done rather than doing it the way that they used to doing things, the way they used to doing things. They struggle with it. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. They look in the word of God and find out how they're supposed to act. Be honest. Be truthful. Don't be lying. Come on. You who used to lie, lie no more. You who used to steal, steal no more. And we be in church saying amen. But a situation rises. And a circumstance rises. Whereas there's an opportunity to be the new you that you're learning about in the word. Or be the old you. Who just go back to conning, lying, cheating, supplanting, fluffing, bluffing, and plotting and planning and doing everything other than what they're supposed to do. Running game, running con, to be able to get what they want in order rather than do what they say do. What God's word says do. Because they don't really trust God's word like that yet. But they trust their old way of doing things. Because of the struggle that people have, they fight against and neglect the change or the chance to change. And then they resort to conducting themselves as Jacob, the way they used to do. That's why you can see all up in the middle of the church, people who were Jacob. Can I put a pause button right here? We were all Jacobs before. And one of us was Jacobs before. We might have had different degrees of Jacobness. But we was all Jacobs. Is anybody hear me up here? Hey Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, mm-hmm. I know you was. And I was too. Praise God. Amen. We was all Jacobs to an extent. Pause, but no. But at the same time, we all get the chance to be and conduct ourselves as Israel. One who rules like God and one who conducts themselves the way God does. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed for what the Word of God had to say. I'm sure you already know, but I hope you're learning even more so how blessed it is to be a child of God, a child of the God of recovery and restoration, a child of the God who wants to bring restoration and recovery in our lives now that we have Him in our lives. Our God loves us so much, and He wants to do so much for us too, including bringing recovery and restoration of all that was lost and stolen in the lives of me and you. 
He tells us in his word that that's what he wants to do for me and you. Saints of God, believe his truth and let him do it for you. That is, bring recovery and restoration into the lives of you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be so blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And to all my brothers out there, if you're blessed to be in San Antonio or surrounding areas this weekend, we've got a powerful meeting that we invite you to attend. We invite all the brothers in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Breakfast of Champions Men's Breakfast this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast that the sisters from Word of Faith prepare for the brothers of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my brothers that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too with a powerful word from God just for the brothers. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want a plate. Child care is provided at no charge. VIP transportation service is available for this too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through and bring a couple brothers with you when you do. I guarantee that you'll be blessed and they will too. Don't forget to tune into our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.